ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to GLOW. Ooh, yeah. The Macho Man Randy Savage's favorite thing on Netflix. GLOW, the glorious or gorgeous ladies of wrestling. <laughs> anyway, this is Matt. And this is Mariah. And, and welcome is... to Couch Buds. Yeah, so today our episode is going to be about GLOW, apparently. And this is like a big, big, big touch of nostalgia for me because it reminds me of watching wrestling in the 80s when I started watching it and grew up and to just see this. And I do remember parts of the promotion from GLOW in 85, but I was in the 90s when I seen it. Uh, I mean, you were very young, so it probably like... It was probably just run in syndication. Yeah. yeah, but I do remember seeing women wrestling in Vegas. I do remember that very clearly. <laughs> of course you would remember that. Of course. I'm like, oh, no, they're not guys? And there's women wrestling? No, this is awesome. So, I would like to start with Glow and talk about some of the characters. Maybe, like, Soya the Destroyer, which is my favorite. Um, her and... Uh, What's what's her name? Sheila? Sheila. Sheila like the She-Wolf. Sheila the She-Wolf. I love her. I like Sheila. I like Zoya. I am big fans of them. And I also like, uh, what's her name? The little scientist. The little Britannica. Brit Britannica. I like those. They're my favorite characters of the show. The other ones are good, too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, like, everyone's, everyone's pretty well-rounded as far as, like, secondary characters, characters go. Yes. And I, I do like that. But I will say, like, in honesty, the first season... It was really good, and it was kind of like a good build-up to creating the next yeah. two seasons. Well, like, remember it? when I turned it on for you, and then, like, you were just waiting for the thing to happen. I was like, it's a slow burn, but it's going to be so worth it. Yeah, it was. And it, I was right. You were right, it was. It was really good, and that was kind of, kind of got my, uh, how you say, my nostalgia boner, for lack of better words. I started watching it, and I was just like, oh, wow, this is good. Then it started showing you, like, it felt like behind-the-scenes type wrestling, like the choreograph and what actually they do and how it's all laid out yeah. and the directing and everything all in one, which is really cool. Because yeah, because none of these women, except for Carmen, are uh, wrestlers. Yeah, Miss Machu Picchu. Yeah. yeah. She's the only one that has the background, like, for that. So, like, it's real neat to just see them go through their training and everything, and it's, it's not... And, Again, like, every character is so well-rounded. Yes. I gotta agree with you on that. Absolutely. But let's talk about uh, yours. Who are yours? What are your characters? Who do you like? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I guess my, my favorite character is Sheila. I love <laughs> Sheila. Okay? She's a weird girl. I'm a weird girl. It's weird girl solidarity. And I'm also... <laughs> I also really like Ruth. Okay? Ruth, Zoya to destroy it. She's amazing. I love Alison Brie. Alison Brie is an incredible actress. Yeah, she is. She's really cute, too. Oh, she's so pretty. She was really good in Community, dude. She's really good on Bojack Horseman, too. She's the, uh, the cat. No. No, who is she? She's Diane Nguyen. She's the... She's the... One with the earpiece. The no, bird, she's the... She's the human woman who wrote Bojack's book. Oh. She dates Mr. Peanut Butter, uh, the yes, Labrador. the Labrador. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he comes in and he's all like... And he he all was basically it. supposed to be like Dave Coulier. Yes. Okay. I could see that. All right. I could totally see that. But that's a conversation for, for another, another time. time. But yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So back in, in the... So that's what you like. Who don't you like? 
I who who is like your least favorite character, but still it belongs in the show. And I think you and me have agreed on this. We talked prior. Mm -hmm. Got to say, jump chain, the Spanish one. Yeah, oh yeah, Chola yeah. Jump Chola chain. jump chain. I mean, she's a good like. I mean, she's a good dancer. Yeah. She's she's nice to look at, but I mean, she's very and there's nothing against the actress. It's just that the character doesn't really serve much of a purpose, purpose in that. Yeah, she was there just kind of to replace Cherry. Yeah. And then she, now she's there kind of just as Filler. romantic interest for Arshti. For Arshti, yeah. And Badu or Bayou? It's Beirut is Beirut. her wrestling name. And for Beirut, yeah. Oh, the 80s were such a terribly unpc time. Oh my god, they were not uh, they were not friendly at all for anybody's feelings, boy. And you could just be like, just some of the stuff that went on there and the way that the women got talked to and just, you could see... Oh yeah, there were a lot the of toxic masculinity going on in Going there. on, and it was, it was like hard to watch, but it's also kind of like, oh shit, like we didn't start really fixing this, this issue until, until 30 like, years later. No, until like two years ago. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, they said 30 years later. Yeah. Like, legit. <coughs> like legit 30 plus years later now it's finally starting to get some light more than some it's, it's it's got a lot of it's got a lot of light shining but you, you get where I'm coming from yeah I get where you're coming people from people are becoming more aware of yeah. it and they're trying to be like okay maybe we shouldn't be such cocksuckers you know to women and we should actually be and just like how in the show like they they absolutely they address all of the sexism in Hollywood and in the show business industry and they don't let them get away with it. No, they don't. No, they don't. No. And they say something. And I think that's what scares the men the most because they know that they're at fault. But they think because that they're men, they're superiority, and that's just toxic masculinity. You're not a better sex than anybody. But, I mean, we know this now. This is just the clarification of what's going on in GLOW. So in case anybody that's younger does decide to watch it, just get in your head that this is what society was like 30 years ago. Yeah. Society was extremely sexist. It was women were lesser than men, and, and, and for what it's worth, still kind of that way, way today. today. But I mean, it's not as uh, generalized. Well, it's not. It's there's a lot more pushback. There's an effort, and what's better is that this generation of men are on the bandwagon. Yeah, we are. A, a good amount of you are. Well, I'd like to think I am. I think y'all should just. What difference does it make? I mean, you're—I mean, you're Seriously, definitely on the feminism bandwagon. I don't associate with men who aren't on the feminism bandwagon, to be honest. And I don't like certain parts of feminism I because uh, there's some of them. But that's not based on what's going on here, and that's, yeah. we'll just leave that alone. I'm not trying yeah. to get in here and talk about that. But I want to talk more about Glow because honestly, it's just—it's just such a great show, and there's no, you know. A reason to deter away from that. We just wanted to give you a broad perspective of what to show, what it's, what, what you're going to see when you see it, in case you've never seen it. But anyway, let's get to uh, to the to the the creating of Glow, how it started with Sam and his vision, oh, yeah. with the movie and everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that was completely, completely a good idea. And then they kind of Zoya got into it. I, can't, I don't know her real name. I'm just going to call them by their stage names. Zoya got into it. And she started picking Sam's shit apart. And then he didn't like it, but then it actually turned out to be better. Yeah. And then Glow became Glow. It wasn't this kind of weird space horror movie that he makes. Yeah, he it wanted to make like a, a weird, weird like yeah. B movie horror, horror sci-fi sci wrestling film 
But that's not what it was supposed to be. It was just supposed to be, like, women in in leotards. Wrestling. Wrestling. Legitimately. That's what Bash wanted. And, he, and, he, and, and that's what Zoya had to bring Sam to realize. And yeah. that's the truth. And I think that's what made him fall in love with her. Like, the fact that she... Wasn't afraid. Pushed. It wasn't afraid to take to, the sarcasm. Yeah. And no, she wasn't afraid to speak her mind. She wasn't afraid to say like, "Hey, this might not work." Yeah, and that was good. And see, that's what makes a good producer. Yeah. That's what makes a good producer. You need to be able she to stick up to the director. Producer, because let's look at what Debbie's done. Debbie's nothing. done kind of nothing except She's, be the face of the show and have contact. And then, well, like, what she has is she has people. She knows somebody. You know, you know what? what I mean? You know she's how? the one who got all their contracts yeah. drawn up, you know, because they weren't yeah. fair. Like I said, her being in that aspect is good because she already has contacts. Yeah. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Well, like, she did help the girls with the contracts, but also after that, like, what else does she really do except... Nothing. Get coke and fucking break roots. <laughs> <laughs> Gets all coked up from Sam's stash. And there's no fucking ring and snap Zoya's fucking ankle clean. Jesus Christ, that was brutal. What a way to what a way to what a way to end season end two. Season two, I know, right? Fucking nuts, but yeah, like and and the whole creation. We'll get we'll get to that a little later. We'll get to that in a little bit, but the whole creation of of glow and I like the the script and how the girls all came together and they practiced their matches and they just wanted to get as good as the men mm-hmm. because they wanted their show to be as entertaining as everybody. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's 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 kind of what you go for in in in. In it, like I really think that, I really think that that was a good a good choice for what what happened with it. And I think you're anyway. I think it's just a. Uh, I, th- I really just think it was a good concept for a show, like how Netflix took Glow and then made it their own Glow. Yeah. And it wasn't the original Glow. It was a Glow based off the original Glow, but not complete in its entirety. Like, some of the characters, when I watched the 1985 Glow promotion, I could clearly see what they took. Oh, yeah. I can clearly see, like... And I'm telling everybody, go watch. You'll see it on YouTube. Go look for the original promotion for Glow. Yeah, they have the pilot. They They have have the pilot pilot on on YouTube. You need to see that. And then if you watch the show, Glow, you'll see what they got from and how and what they took from. And then, my God, it was good. It was, it was good. really good. I will give it that. I mean, I got a little distraught halfway through it. It got a little boring, the original pilot of it, because it was repetitive at this point. But, I mean, it was... You'll see a lot of stuff in Glow from Netflix from the original promotion. And I'm yeah. talking, like, cut scenes, little mini music videos, mm-hmm. straight plots of police running. Like, yeah. there's, there's... You'll see what they took and manipulated and made their own for Glow on Netflix. Yeah, there's a lot... There's- Definitely, you see all the influence. It's great um, that they can pay homage to it like that. Um, what I really, really love about the whole production of Glow is the fact that they they pay a lot of homage to the WWE, too. Yes, they do. They pay a lot of homage to WCW more because of the... The way Bash announces, WWF has never been like that. Like, where the announcer comes in, like, this is, ladies and gentlemen, you know, very yeah. scarcely they did it. WCW was more so of that. They were more of, they were more fanfare-ish, if yeah. you know what I mean. Well, Ted Turner yeah. likes fanfare. Yes. He likes fanfare as much as he likes scaring children about climate change. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. <laughs> but I, like, I say that because I feel like it's a tribute to WCW more than it is WWF. And I say WWF because it's the time frame. I'm not talking about WWE because we're in the current time frame of WWE, which is today. I'm pulling it from Glow's time frame, comparing it to 1980s going into early 90s WWF. Yeah. That's where I see Glow. And like, a little I'm gonna bit of be, glow, I mean, to be honest, I'm not really a huge wrestling fan. I recently started having an interest in it. I remember watching it when I was a kid, but I was never really into it. So this is like definitely something that I wanted you to watch just to like tickle your inner child. And let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> it totally tickled my inner Hulkamaniac. <laughs> I was sitting at home watching this on TV. And I was sitting there with my Hulk Hogan shirt on, and I was like, I am a real American. <laughs> sitting there watching these gorgeous ladies of wrestling wrestling each other. It was something of a spectacle, brother. <laughs> yeah, I'm really thank a... You, uh, Hulk. Yeah, thank you, little lady. <laughs> but I'm really a big fan of, uh, of 80s wrestling and 90s, or early 90s wrestling. And even going into the mid-2000s. So I'd probably say from like 88 to 07 were probably the most dominant years of wrestling. They're just awesome. And you know, back then, wrestlers were colorful. I yes. was watching I was watching um, wrestling the other night, and like, oh, who was it? It was um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's cousin against some other guy, but like, mm -hmm. they both looked the same. They both had long black hair, and they both wore all black, and I'm just like... How are you supposed to tell the two apart? Where's the colors? Where's the flash? Right? Where's the pizzazz? Where's the flair? It's all gone. It's all gone. Today's wrestling... It's really sleek, today's yes, wrestling. Yes. It's not extra like it used to be. Like, yeah. they were extra with everything. And that's what Even I love about... Even in the 2000s. Yeah. Even in the early 2000s. Like, if you think about some of the costumes, they were, like, a lot sleeker. They didn't have tassels and shit. Yeah. But they were just really good designs. The, yeah. The, 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 that was also, like, an era know. where... Wrestlers didn't wear t too many tights anymore. Like a yeah. lot of, like all... John Cena was wrestling in fucking jorts. So yeah, so like let's just in <laughs> fucking jorts and a fanny. Pack. He had jorts, a fanny pack, and a fucking <laughs> chain, <laughs> and a tank top. He was ready to go, boy. Work life. Fucking backwards baseball cap. John Cena was. A... Can't see me, fool. <laughs> Nobody wants to see you, John. Stop it. John Cena was a spectacle. Oh my God. John Cena was a height of old. Oh my God, yes he was. Him him and fucking Randy Orton. I think like, oh man, Randy Orton. Boy, I could tell you guys some stories about me watching Randy Orton. I probably have watched this man's entire career up until about ten years, no, not even, up until about four and a half, five years ago. That man, boy... They put him through some hell in that WWE. Yeah. He was like a fucking... He stuck it out, though. He stuck it out. He stuck it out, and he became the fucking the snake. I love how he's got his own meme, boy. It's the RKO meme, where he just like, Oh my God, Randy Orton! RKO out of nowhere! RKO out of nowhere! Fucking Jim Ross, bro, in his commentary. And Jerry the King Lawler. Oh my God, if you guys ever get a chance to, and you do commentary like that... And you're interested in that, and you like that era of Raw, you need to go look up Jim Ross and JR. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim Ross and Jerry the King Waller's commentary on audio, like to memes and people failing, it is fucking hilarious. But let's get back to Glow, because we keep jumping off subject with 
with uh, with wrestling because I mean well, it's, it's I mean, all like, it's all relevant. Yeah, well, it's we were just yeah, it's all relevant. I was just gonna say like all that extraness from like the the '80s into the mid 2000s. That's what that's made what wrestling. Made wrestling, and they glow is extra as fuck. Oh dude. my god, glow is extra. Glow as fuck. is so fucking extra. I love it. I love, I love it. it too. I love it. I like the whole. I mean, I didn't like the idea of the welfare queen winning. I thought they should have gave that to Miss to Lady Liberty or whatever Liberty Bell. They should have gave it to Liberty Bell. Yeah, but Sam was punishing them for being yeah. assholes to him. Yeah, pretty much. So Sam was the biggest bagel at all of that. Yeah, Sam was the biggest bagel at all of that. But the biggest thing about season one, which is my favorite thing about season one, is that when she was fucking her husband. And she came in in the first or second episode. You fucking bitch! <laughs> and she had her kid in her hand. I know oh, she had her baby, baby. and then Tame. She was like, she was, she was like, girl, let me hold, hold your, your baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> she got in the ring and they fucking fought, boy. That was awesome. That was awesome. And then Sam came out Sam and was watching like, the whole thing. The whole know? vision. And it was a choreographed that wrestling match. Nice and shit. then, like, in reality, it's just two very white women Fight. who, like, like shoving each other in the face and like trying, to, <laughs> trying to hit each other. It's so good. And he was, and then Sam came down and was like, "That's what I want to see. Stop them two from fighting." <laughs> <laughs> that's the fucking Sam was like, "That's the kind of fucking fierce that I want. That's the intensity I'm looking for." But and you know what? I don't know if he said that, but that's what he was trying yeah, to get at. Yeah. But I mean, like, there's no unmatched rage like that of a scorned woman. So oh, fucking another guy. Can you chick? imagine oh God, if your best friend fucked your husband? I would. Well. Well, I mean, in your situation. I'm, in my situation, yeah. I wouldn't care. But. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I get, I get where you're coming from. Though. I, I understand. That. Yeah. And, I, and that's, but I get where you're coming from on a, on a monogamous side. Yeah. yeah. I understand that. And yeah, I would be totally fucking aggravated. Like I've been there, done like, that. Of all know. people, though, it's your best friend. Yeah, you don't do that. No, you don't do that. You don't do that. You have you have better, you have better for your fucking. You gotta do better for yourself. If exactly. That's the case. You don't want to be fucking stuck back. But yeah. so let's fast forward to season two. What I did like about season two, and oh man, I loved it, and I so mm-hmm. did my boy because he was just like, ooh yeah, he took the big elbow off the top rope. Macho Man Randy Savage style. But instead of doing an elbow, he had that chop, mm. chop, chop with the axe. I don't know if that was season three later, but they watched it in season two. Yeah. Um, I know I'm jumping towards the end of season two, but I just wanted to bring that up. That was originally Randy Sa- one of Randy Savage's things. He would hit his elbow mm. instead of his hand like this. So it's kind of like, and then he would climb up to the top and drop the elbow. And I love it. Yeah. But yeah. He's that's like, uh that's a there's a lot of that's why I say I see a lot of wrestling like a lot of people who didn't watch wrestling from that time that I told you like from the early late 80s to the mid to the to, the, to like 90 from like 88 to 90 specifically those two years yeah <clears throat> that was probably I was four five years old watching wrestling excuse mm-hmm. me I was three 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 four years old watching wrestling you get what I'm saying yeah because that was the big thing in the 80s is either that or baseball or football you had your choice <laughs> Seriously, we didn't have the internet. No, no, you did not. We didn't have, have the internet. internet. We had choice of what was on TV at that time. That was how technologically advanced. You had wrestling, football, <laughs> and baseball, and hockey sometimes when the stand because hockey wasn't big in America in the eighties like that. Hockey was more so I mean, bigger. I mean, it was during but Wayne it wasn't Gretzky's well, yes, era. But it only was when the big. playoffs were on. Only when the only Stanley, when the Stanley Cup, was Cup on. and when the Rangers made it to the series. That's yeah. the only time I ever seen fucking hockey on TV. 
when I was a kid. I've never, it was always the Yankees or football, and there was like, well, Yankees because I'm from northern New Jersey, but that's that's just that's just where the broadcasting station is. But I was, I was always the Yankees yeah. fan. When I was little, my dad used to watch hockey like every so often, my and that's kid. the only sport like I would sit down and like watch it through with him. My dad would watch wrestling, and then my uncle was the football fan, and then I generalized baseball because I was up there and I was watching, and then I remember a guy named Derek Jeter coming into the league in 1995 or 96, and then I watched him just retire a couple years ago. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I kind of, yeah. and he's from Trent. And You've he, literally he, grown up with wrestling. And I've grown up with, yeah. yeah. I, I've grown up with wrestling. Like, my dad just, that was what it is. It's my father. My father grew up in Indies, like, you need to watch this. And I was like, yes, yes, I do. And I watched it, and it was awesome. Oh, my God. And I'm proud to be one of the one of the many people that have watched wrestling from its greatest time of the WWF from the Attitude Era into the Raw's War Era. And oh my fucking God, or back or vice versa, whatever it is, to the, the Raw's War to the Attitude Era, however that works. Um, but Jesus fucking Christ, that is probably some of the... That is television gold. That is television platinum if you really want to go on a fucking level like that. <laughs> that is probably some of the best entertainment you would have probably got on TV from that time frame. And there was nothing better. There was nothing better. Even going into the 90s, the only things that were really big like that amongst wrestling in that time, because wrestling was a fucking gigantic thing in the 90s. Oh, yes it was. My dad was kind of into wrestling in the 90s. So I remember watching, like, matches where it would be... I remember watching, like, The Rock's climb to fame. Fame. So you were there from like the late. I was there, you were there from, from like ninety six because the, the rocks, the rocks first well, like, match ninety six. Keep in mind, I was born in ninety two, so like this is very early childhood memories. But yes, I remember the Rock. I remember John Cena. I remember Sting. I remember um, what Sting? What Sting? Because see, I remember a Sting that wasn't all white and black face paint. All red and black. That's the stick I remembered, and that's kind of what. Because like, you were that was your sec. That was my second stick. No, it, know what it is? That sting scared me off wrestling because I was a really, <laughs> I was a very anxious child. I was a very anxious child, and he scared me. <laughs> he's got a bat and a crow, and he's looking. He's not moving. Wait, fuck this. <laughs> And know who else scared me? The Undertaker. The Undertaker yeah, he kinda, terrified he, he me. He kind of got me on a creepy side when I was younger. That's why I never really fucked him too much. <laughs> to <you laughs> the truth. That's why I never really fucked him too much. Kind of was just like, like, don't mess with him. He's weird. <laughs> and yet I grew up watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That didn't. That's because it's, it's a girl. It, yeah. It's a girl. It, it was girl power. power. Yeah. And you. And this is masculine. This men is over like there. '97, where girl power was all the rage. The Spice Girls, girls were on top, top of the world. world. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, speaking of girls being on top of the world, yeah, the glorious ladies of wrestling. The men. gorgeous ladies of wrestling. I keep saying glorious. Uh, anyway, that's me being stoned. Um, in season two, this is when they, everything started to get rolling, and then the Ruth wouldn't fuck with the TV executive. And, oh, yeah. What, he and then they to tried to cut their time slot, and he tried to rape her, and he wasn't feeling it. And then she was just all weirded out by it, and I was just not feeling that. I'm like, bro, you have all this money in the world, and you really have to press up on women like this? I just want to tell him, like, bro, you have That's all exactly why he did can, it, because he had all can, the fucking money in the world. And my point is, is, but you can pay women that want that. 
and you get more of a satisfaction from that. It's no, he Do you just. You get what I'm saying? He wanted to use his power. It's never about sex with those type of people. It's always about power. He wanted to use his power over her. I don't know. Especially I, since she was there to like ask him to sponsor the show when it was still on TV before they went to Vegas. Hmm. So they just basically just said, if you don't fuck me, you don't get what you want. Pretty much, yeah. That's exactly what happened. And then Debbie freaked out at her. Yeah, but Debbie had no right to freak out at her. Debbie had absolutely no right to freak out no at right. her. And I think that Debbie's freak out on her was because she realized that Ruth has stronger stronger morals than she does. Because Debbie sleeps with everybody. It's not, and like, I'm not slut-shaming. And she's got a She good. can have all the sex she wants. She can, she can fuck her way up to the top like Lana Del Rey, all she wants. Lana Del Rey did that? <laughs> she has a song called I Fucked My Way Up To The Top. I fucked my way up to the top. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then I look at him when I see that. That's <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you did. <laughs> that is the creepiest clown. I know, aren't I? <laughs> Guys, there's an advertisement on the table. For a horror, for now, like think, a haunted house. Before you even say this is a terrible idea. So this is a horrible idea. It's a haunted house inside of an indoor water park. Okay, it's a haunted house inside of an indoor water park. Do you park. know how bad that is? Do you have people running around soaking wet? What happens if you like, slide? They're gonna have to like they have to have it in an area that's gonna be dry, right? Right. Like they, it has to be in the parking lot or something. From seven thirty right? p.m. to ten thirty p.m., the park transforms into a haunted adventure with numerous spooky surprises. Do you know how bad that sounds? At a at, oh my god, I don't even know what to say to that. That's terrifying. <laughs> That's terrifying. Can you imagine like just like bolting straight into a fucking pool? Right, and you just run, and then all of a sudden they're just like, "Oh my god, we got a man! Yeah, 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 go get him!" You know, have like a fucking werewolf and a fucking zombie. Like I really hope, like obviously they had to think this out. Yeah, they had to be, think this through. And if they didn't, that's kind of if sad. they didn't, that is really sad. But yeah, this anyway, is back like, to uh, back no, to yeah. wrestling. This is, is kind of like I was going to refer this. This is kind of like what they did with Glow. Yeah. This is exactly they kind of threw everything together, and what I loved about the like but the, what I did, the show in real life was very homemade and like put yes. together. Like you can tell, like it's so low budget. Oh yeah. Like they they're You're talking about the actual glow. Yeah, the yeah. Real one, not like the, the crew, like the stage crew is also the cameraman. Like it's very shoddy. <laughs> the ring shoddy. is the ring is like five mattresses piled together. <laughs> but like that's really what it is. Yeah, that's really what it is. And that's really what it is. Like you're supposed to. <clears throat> but wrestling is, is always been low budget. I mean, the history of professional wrestling starts out it's like they budget. were so they were sideshows at carnivals. Yes. Yeah. The mar the strong man versus the 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 amazing grappler or the or the, or the fucking the, the submissionist something 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 crazy like that. You have the world's strongest man versus Lewis Light or some shit like that. Feats of strength. Feats of strength. Incredible <laughs> feats of speed. High risk maneuvers. Agility. You know I mean? right? Imagine that shit. Uh, that's that's what I think of like when I see Glow because I feel that from that. Like that that nostalgia yeah. of, of of wrestling. It's just like see the gorgeous. Especially with Bash announcing, boy Bash, you're just you're just such so good with your side buns. Oh, you're I love so Bash good. so much. Poor Bash is trying so hard to do the right thing. Yeah. Ah, and on the low, he is gay. And on the low, he is so gay. And he's still fucking with Britannica. Because he has to now. He's committed. He married her. 
He married her to keep her in the country, and that's what he did. He for. married he her because that. he thought he loved her. Yeah. He married no, her, see, no, and I'm like worried. he does love her, but like also, he's he's gay. What well, I don't understand is. So we were on Britannica and yeah. Bash's relationship, which let's be honest. It was a little rushed. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely rushed. It felt really unnatural. I didn't buy it at first because, like, they've had very limited interaction. Exactly. Like, you're telling me this dude falls in love with her because he slept on her floor for a couple months? That's a good possibility. And, like, I would have bought it better if we had actually shown, like, if they had actually shown interaction between them, like, romantic yes. interaction between them. And like, built a little side Get some story. intimate moments alone with them together like that would have been a lot better now i will say like at least they wrote the relationship to be like okay now i can buy that they did kind of just fall in love and now they're committed and they're married and they're happy and then the threesome happened oh and that was hot that was hot that was fucking hot and then the threesome happened and now poor 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 bash just realized that he's so gay yeah. He is so, so gay. And he got to... And good for Brit. Good for Britannica. Yeah, good for Rhonda. She, she, uh, she got... Some good dick, boy. Oh she was getting DP'd, boy. <laughs> oh, she was just sitting in fucking heaven. Melrose's boyfriend, though. That's gonna... That's kind of fucked up. Like, she's gonna find out about it, and I'd like to see how that plays out. Melrose's boyfriend, that's right. He's a boy. Yeah, he was he's the... He's the He's the gigolo. Why is that her boyfriend? It's not really her boyfriend. She knows well, that. She's... I mean, she was made fun of it. Before I was... It was boyfriend who fucks everybody. They said something. Made it made a joke in some reference to that. But she did say, at least now, I, like won't have to worry about him fucking anyone else because he's not going to be fucking you. And then turns out he was fucking her. The Britannica, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he was fucking her with her husband. Jesus Christ. Because he's a prostitute and he's, he's bisexual. He's a bisexual fucking prostitute. Yeah. Uh, what I don't understand is is why he can't fucking, uh, what do you call it, go get another, uh, a, a different, uh, a different prostitute. Bash. That's what he was trying to do. Uh, I don't know. I think I think this whole thing started just because, like, he realized that Rhonda wasn't getting her needs met. And he probably just wanted to try something to see if it would make her happy. And then, it turns out, it just made him have an existential crisis. Fucking being a drunk baby on the floor... <laughs> And her glows a Christmas carol. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. That's good. Oh, what a great episode. Yes, it was. Yes, it fucking was. Kudos to them for that. I know, right? Super fucking kudos to them for that. I will give them that all fucking day. <clears throat> so, in the end of season two... Before we go make our journey to season three, because this is where, where a lot of the talk is going to wind up ending at, I want to touch on two more things about season two. The stealing of Liberty Bell's baby and how good of a save that was. Yo, that was such a good save. I got. I'm pretty pissed because off at of Debbie queen, yeah. for being such a bitch. Yeah. To Tamay and like her son was in the audience. It was just painful to watch. 
And, like, you know she went too far when, like, Tame bolted from the stage and the audience started to boo. But, like, yo, Ruth came in clutch, dude. Ruth really came in clutch. She was, like, used to... She was, like, can I I borrow your daughter real quick? (laughs) I promise it'll be okay. We're gonna make her a star. Yeah, when I walk out and hit the door, I want you to say, Mommy. Mommy! <laughs> Mommy! We'll make her start. And the fucking it. dramatic no at the end of all of it. Yeah, right now. <laughs> no, no! But anyway. <laughs> We're yeah. so stoned Still right now, guys. That's great. Uh, the Hugh 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 is the evil villain every time. That's gonna be our. That's gonna be the inside thing between our channel and us. <laughs> Hugh 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 Hugh. I have your child now. <laughs> I have your child. <laughs> <laughs> and in exchange for her safety, I demand three million dollars. Anyway, um, <laughs> can't we use sometimes? That's good. Um, the uh, the whole thing with her taking the kid, and then they were fighting in the fucking ring, and then she got all coked up before the show, and then she broke this girl's ankle. Yeah. I was looking at that when I seen that. that I was that like, no. Physically hurt me. That physically hurt me because I broke my ankle when I was ten years no. old, and it was the worst pain I ever felt. I can imagine. I never broke a bone. Oh, ball. it hurts so bad. I guess it's because I know so how to land. Bad. That's what it is. I was completely unprepared for it. Like, I just slipped and fell. It was it was um, after a blizzard. And I was, like, ten years old. And some kids had shoveled our driveway, but they didn't salt it very well. So you done busted your ass. I busted my ass leg. and broke my ankle. What did you land on your leg? Like I land, my full weight landed on my ankle. So and I was a chunky kid. Okay, I was I was a chubby kid, and <laughs> my full weight ah! landed on my ankle and it hurt oh so bad. I could imagine. I could fucking imagine. Let's not think about that. Let's talk. Let's yeah. talk about the ankle snapping and burning. They gave her Vicodin at the fucking hospital, sitting in the lobby. They gave her round two, <laughs> and they threw her fucking. I don't know what it was. It was like a clonopin. Like they gave her clonopin at round two, and then she was like, "Well, round one kicked in. She's feeling good." Yo, Melrose came in clutch though. Oh, like. Melrose got the limo, the yep. drugs. She's ready. Boy. You can tell she's a clutch female. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. Been that was. Not the before. first time yeah. one of her girlfriends snapped their ankles. ankles. <laughs> she had Vicodin and Galatabin waiting for her, my dear. She was like, are you fine? You will feel fine, my sweet, my dear. Give it about 25 minutes. Then 25 minutes to get to the hospital. She was grooving. Yep. She was like, oh, this is a nice hospital. Oh, yeah, she's feeling it. Oh, she's feeling it all <laughs> Oh, right. she's feeling it. She ain't no pain no more. Nope. <laughs> no. That's a thing of the fucking past. <laughs> there ain't no pain there for you, dear. You're just sitting there and la, 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 la. <laughs> Oh, my leg, yeah, yeah, it needs to be fixed. My favorite Jeff Foxworthy <laughs> joke is that Vicodin doesn't make the pain go away. It just makes you forget that you're in pain. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that sounds about right. That's about ex- right. That's about exactly what it does. It uh, it basically just keeps you fucking you, you, your mind occupied, and yeah. for some reason it stops pain. Like it does stop pain. It does. It's it's meant for that. It's painkiller. Yeah. It's literally meant to thin your blood. 
that's what it's for. Um, just it's just better than uh, what do you call it? oxycodone. Yeah, those are like any. I don't. I don't think the fucking. That's me personally. I would rather take an ibuprofen or a Tylenol or something like that. I'd rather not take opiates. Yeah. But, yeah, Ruth absolutely needed opiates in that moment. I don't blame her. Not at all. I don't See, blame there's, her. A, there's, there's a difference between usage and then usage for situations of an extreme nature. Yeah. That's an extreme fucking nature. Her she- ankle is completely <laughs> broken. I could understand the reason to be taking Klonopin. And even if we're labeling it wrong with a barbiturate or whatever it is. I don't know. Still, the I don't know, but I'm just saying it's just it's just I understand that. Yeah. Because I would want that. Yeah. I would tell them, oh, you got a morphine fucking shot for this for my leg being broken? Yeah, please, go ahead, right See, here. See, when I broke got a my good lo- vein, I don't do drugs. When I broke my <laughs> ankle, they couldn't give me any drugs because oh. I was ten years old. <laughs> I'd be like, hook me up, man. I got so like veins I in my just hands. I just was in pain. I just had to deal with the pain the entire time. It was awful. I'd be fucking irate if I was a kid like that. Um, oh, I was just, I was just distraught, and I was crying, and my mom was trying her best to soothe me, but it couldn't. It didn't know. work. It didn't work. <clears throat> it didn't work. No, I, I was know. too upset. But but yeah, yeah. I, I, you can relate with the ankle breaking. I can relate with the that. ankle breaking. I can also relate with like the rage. Age, yeah. The absolute rage of both Debbie and, and Ruth. So you gonna break my fucking ankle because I fucked your man? Yeah, bitch, basically. I'm sorry, I didn't mean for it to happen. Oh, I'm sorry, you accidentally fucked my, my husband, husband twice. twice. But that gives you the fucking right to break my ankle. But now we're, we're, now we're even. Yeah, now we're even. Now we're that even. That whole scene was just, the whole episode was powerful. powerful. Yes. It was so powerful. They needed that. Yeah. That, they I mean, needed that. I kind of felt like it was coming to that. I just didn't realize on what level it was. And then you can, like, physically feel the relief in the room when it's all said and done. Yeah. Everybody was happy with each other. No, no one was happy with each other, but, like, you know, they got it off no, their chest. No, they were. Everybody was happy. I and guess. They didn't really... They were happy in a sense of what they didn't realize yet. Yeah. Everybody's good. Everybody is good. Everybody's good now. So now we'll jump to... One more thing before we jump to season three. I do want to mention the camera guy. Oh, Russ. The camera guy, I'm Zoya. Oh, Russell. Zoya, Ruth. I just didn't find that. I liked it. I uh, thought that it was. I knew either. I know either way. Her and Sam will eventually end up together. Truly, they'll eventually end up together because they do love each other. But Ruth wasn't ready for that yet. Yeah. And he was... Ruth still wanted to fuck. Russell was safe. And he was a sure and thing. And he's a good in. guy. And, and then, then... Russell fell in love. Russell fell in love and, and Ruth went to Las Vegas. Yeah, had a fucking Ruth. Because she was not ready for that. No, she wasn't ready for that. See, I think Ruth... Ruth... Or Zoya... Yeah, Ruth... Well, like, also, as soon as they started, they had to end up doing long distance. And long distance... It's hard these days. Can you imagine it in the 1980s when there was no internet, no cell phone? Cell phones, no nothing. They had none of that shit. And that was good, but... There was was long distance bills. And that was good. I mean, I'm glad they kind of initialized that and they made it to where it was, you know. But, like, when he says that he's going to Spain and then she goes to audition for um, Justine's movie, you can see... 
the realization. This is how good of an actress Alison Brie is. You can see in her eyes, like, yeah. the clarity, and she's like, I can be with Sam. I can audition for this movie. I can be with him. I can live the dream. And then she doesn't get the part. And then she's all mad. And then she's all mad. And I don't think that that was fair. It wasn't fair. I really fair. don't think that that was fair. But it this wasn't is, fair. But yeah, we'll get we'll get into season three now since we're just bombarding yeah. into it from two to three. Don't write from Russell yeah. to Sam. Yeah, we're, we're Sam. hopping all over the show, so too. Let's, nothing let's nothing is in order. order. Nothing's in order. <laughs> just, just bear with us here. We're stoned. Um, <laughs> um, so in three, I liked, I really I really did like that whole thing with the Sam and the Revelation. We'll just continue from there. Yeah. I really did like the whole Sam thing with that. And I, I really feel that somewhere in four, they will get together. I just... They will. I I don't see the show lasting anywhere beyond season four or five. Yeah, I don't either. So like, either. it would be really nice just to like have that loose end tied up. And I'd like. And to then see the that show can come come to come a close. To an end and where they, I would like to see it where where Zoya and Sam or Ruth and Sam have at I the mean, end a glow that yeah. it's their brainchild then. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what's her name is the actress she always wanted to be. Yeah. Blondie. Yeah. She wants to be the star. Yeah. That was her. She I forgot her name, but what's... Debbie. 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 She just wants to be the star. She wants her name on everything. Mm-hmm. And I could see the ending, honestly, however. I, I don't want to see more than two seasons of Glow. Glow should be about four to five seasons, depending on how much you want to drag the ending on. So I'd say five. Just Glow should be five seasons. And that's how they should end Glow. And Glow would be perfect. That would be a perfect box set. You could buy it. It would be something that would build your interest. Well, it would just be available to stream stream, on Netflix. That's my point. In in retrospect to that, that's what it should be. Glow would be perfect for that. And then I'd like to see them make like toys. Yeah. Like female action wrestling figures. Oh, yeah. That would be great. I would like them to do that. I would really like that to be a big... I don't know, you don't really have too many female wrestlers like that. Like, to be able to have the Glow's action figures and then the wrestling WWF's action figures, there's some female wrestler characters. Yeah. But, there's, you know, just in general, I'd like to, to have that because those you could actually, like, make dream matches. Mm-hmm. Like, you could literally take every type of wrestler. Because even if you go to other countries, like where I've been at when I was in Mexico, they had Mexican wrestling toys there that were legit, but they were, like, the that country's heroes. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's cool. Like, you could... I don't know. It's just... It, you'll, you'd understand. You, you, you get where I'm coming from. The luchadors down there. Yeah. They have, like, the name... Like, the big name luchadors. That yeah. You see posters on all the sides of their buildings when you're out there. Like, come see luchadore. And it's just all the fucking wrestling guys. And you see this one big jack Mexican dude with a mask on. And he's like... And he's like super big. He's like twice the size of all the other luchadors. And then I was watching this show. Oh my god, bro! I was nineteen in Mexico on spring break. Listen to this. Nineteen in Mexico. Next nineteen in Mexico on spring break. Okay, this was two thousand five, just before all this whole terrible wave of activity happened. And uh, and uh, I fucking went down there, bro. Oh my god, it was amazing. They had midgets fighting big tall dudes. <laughs> They had midget wrestling tossing. Little it was person. terrible. It was terrible. That's their name for it. I don't know. I know little little person. Mm, I'm not trying to be I know, rude to anybody. I know. But they had little person tossing down there. Uh, and, and and there was like these 
big fucking Jack Luchador Mexican guys with masks and helmets and all these glorious like fucking setups, like kind of like Ric Flair's big fucking robe, and they were just tossing <laughs> these little guys and shit. Then they started fighting each other for no reason. Then there was like thirty little guys attacking the two big guys. It was fucking hilarious. I'm like, bro, this is crazy. This is absolute mayhem. This is awesome. I know, right? The random shows that you get from from that, like. Just, just the shit I've seen in other countries. Because I used to watch Japan wrestling. I watched some of them. I wasn't too big into that. I was more into the luchador stuff because the high flying stuff is more, more my speed. I like that stuff. Like I'm a big fan of the Hardy Boys. I'm a big fan of Edge and Christian. Those those type of wrestlers. Rey Mysterio Jr. Psychosis. Juventud Guerrera. Those are probably more of my favorite wrestlers next to your big names like The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage. Yeah. Those names, obviously, you're going to love them. You know, but like as a secondary and then just, then yeah, you have your third dairy, which would be, uh, I can name, I could go here and name for days, but I'm not going to. Yeah. But just, and just give you an idea in retrospect. Like, it's cool. It's cool. Like, that's why I would like to see dolls, because I know all the people I name have their own stuff. And they go and they do all this stuff. Well, I'm sure we can find glow merchandise somewhere. Well, they made welfare dolls for the show. Yeah, welfare they did. Welfare queen dolls for the show, so I mean, Yeah, like, they did. And I, I think, like, maybe they have, like, a, like a Zoya the Destroyer, like one with her with a little child, the Liberty's Bell's <laughs> child. That would be so cool. That would be so cool. And you have the Bettys. And then you have what they were when they evolved into the toxic whatever. The toxic twins. twins. Yeah. They were such fucking bangles, though, for stealing that idea from Archie. Yeah. Poor Archie just doesn't want to be a terrorist anymore. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. <laughs> Bad enough to have the the, 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 what is that, the taboo insignia of it, or whatever it's called. Uh. Whatever I'm thinking of. The, the taboo stereotype. Tab- yeah, the stereotype. The, stereotype. the taboo stereotype, yeah. yeah. That's just, uh, it's terrible. A lot of their costumes are very stereotypical and racist. Yeah, well... For, for racial, racial, not racist, yeah, but for... very racial. For, for what it is, you had black jump chain and chola jump chain, like, I... Those are cringe Black things. magic, and black she's magic a voodoo queen, queen that's, like, just in underwear. And then fortune cookie, which is... Uh, an oriental woman. Uh, Don't say oriental woman. Oh, well, what's the Asian. proper Asian woman? An Asian, an Asian woman. woman. As like, and I just just thought that that's like. You know who for you know who she is, right? She's what's her name? She's from, uh, she's Ellen Wong. Um, she's yeah. Knives Chow. Yeah, from Scott yeah, Pilgrim. Yeah, from Scott She's adorable. She is. She's absolutely. Adorable. It's nice to see her in something other than Scott Pilgrim too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I watched Scott Pilgrim a couple weeks or a week ago rather again. I just love that movie. Such a good movie. We're going to have to do, like, a retrospect of it or something. Yeah, there's, Chad definitely needs some some attention. But, um, for, for what it's worth with Glow, like, I think some of the secondary characters in there in the third season, they, they made it open more, like, the relationship with Jump Chain and, and, uh, and, uh, what's her name? The, the Nika? Stika? The, the, the Indian girl, I can't remember her name. Arshti. I think that was really good. I like that. I really, really liked that. I thought that was really cute. And I thought it was kind of good how they touched on their relationship where she wasn't very open. Yeah. And it made the other one feel... Well, like... That's good. Like, I like things like that. Sometimes it's hard to, like, reconcile with yourself your sexuality. 
And, like, I understand why Yolanda would be upset that Archie didn't want to call herself gay. But if you're not ready, you're not ready. That's what happens when one's already out and the other one isn't. Yeah. That's... Well, like, it's not like they were hiding it either. Everyone knew. All the girls knew. It's just... They... She's not ready to generalize it. She wasn't ready to... Yeah, she wasn't ready to talk about it. And that's fine. And that's very but respectful. But you know what? In the end, because she, she loves Yolanda so much, she said it out loud. I'm gay. I'm gay. Everybody was like, yeah, we know. Yeah. We know. Yeah, but, we know. Well, now... Now. Now I've made it official yeah. and everybody else knows. So Yeah. yeah. If you didn't know. And that was good. I'm very, very... I thought they were going to take that to, like, maybe she's a bisexual avenue, but, like, they ended up not doing that. No, that's good. That's good. I like that they made it that she likes women. That's fine. I like that. That's perfect. I like that the whole show touched on... There was bisexuality, threesomes, and fucking cheating, and fucking uh, party sex, and, and... it's know. the eighties. It's it the eighties. It was just like it was so perfect. I like the eighties was the just flow of sex ten years of party, to, dude. To, hold on. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was the flow of sex to 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 movie scene ratio and and, and drama. Everything is just so. It's like one of those shows that are just perfectly balanced throughout the seasons. Throughout the season, even though it starts off slow, like you got to watch the first three episodes of Strive and season. Yeah. You have to. You can't sit there and not. If you liked Game of Thrones and that aspect, and that, like it's the same concept. You have to watch like the first couple episodes for it to build a repertoire of what's going on. It's not too slow of a burn, though. No, like, no, it's not. A, it's not the, super slow. Everyone gets cast for the show, and then they start going, going straight, straight into pre-production, pre-production and yeah. that's what I like about it too. Because like season one was all pre-production, season two was like production. Like, we see the filming, like, we see what's going on, like, how they're adjusting to filming a television show. Yeah. And then season three is... Is the show in is Vegas. Is the show in Vegas. And, like, it started with private promotions. And, yeah. and funded from, like, local fucking hardware furniture stores and shit. And yeah. that, that's what it is. And and for what it's worth, I think that was that's great for Bash. And the, and the ladies. I honestly think that the... The whole concept of, of Glow, like how it started, because it, it was just, it was just People good. wanted to see women's wrestling. wrestling. Like, and I agree with that, because yeah, I would be one of those too. people who wanted to see, I would want to watch, fuck yeah. I would definitely want to watch women wrestling. Are you out of your fucking mind? Hell yeah. All the crotch shots, the gratuitous crotch shots. And <laughs> the ass shots, the tit shots, women bent over. Of course. I know, right? We want to watch that. All of us do. Honestly, if Glow had the production value that the WWF had at the time, forget it. It'd probably blow the fuck up. Oh my god, it would have been The huge. most over-sexualized fucking show yeah, you could possibly imagine. Yeah, it would have been imagine. so dirty. Oh my god, yeah. You'd have... You'd, Jesus Christ. Christian moms would have been in an uproar. Like, yeah. Oh my, yeah. Even though <sighs> Christian moms were already in an uproar about wrestling, wrestling. as it is. God Christian moms are always in an uproar. Gosh, if it, God... God forbid you show a little bit of puss crotch shots. Not even fucking, not even exposed. Just God forbid, it's just a, oh my God, there was a vagina with the cover over it. The female four makes me uncomfortable, therefore no one should ever see it. That's not how that works. No, it's not. 
That's not how that works. If you don't want to see it, doesn't mean you have to view it. You cannot silence somebody's view and what they want like, to see. When a show, a show is a little it? too raunchy for me, and not too much is too raunchy for me, but when a show is a little too raunchy for me, I'm not making it anyone else's problem. I'm just going to not watch the show. Yeah, that's usually how it works. That's, that's how the shows like, fail. I, like, I hate Paradise PD. I hate Paradise PD, and I hate Prickle. I hate Brickleberry. I like Paradise PD. But you know PD, what? I, I would like never be like, no, you guys can't watch these two shows because I don't like them. I like Paradise PD because it's stupid. <sighs> to be honest, that's the reason why. It's not even good, stupid though. Yeah, it's, you just don't like it because it's not your. It's not your flavor. That's fine. You don't have to like it. I don't like it. But anyway. Yeah. No. Uh, but, but with Glow. But with the ending of Glow in season three, I mean, there was so much that went on with Bash getting with the threesome in season three. Let's just talk like the big parts of season three. Season three was Bash with see with Bash with the threesome with with Britannica and the yeah. other man finding out his real preference sexuality. Yeah. The the coming together of the actual show. Yeah. With with the production and his daughter helping him with the show and seeing father and daughter. That's another thing we didn't mention was it was a Sam's oh, daughter. Ju- yeah, Sam's She's relationship a, with Justine yes, you just is watch incredible Sam from start to finish. finish. Yes, you could just watch Sam slowly becoming a father to her. Oh, yeah. And like when... <sighs> Tell us, girl. Okay? You've got a lot to say about this. When Ruth auditions for Justine's show, or, or movie, I should say... This is a big moment in the show. This is a big moment in Ruth's character, and it's a big moment in Sam's character. Oh, with the dresses that she left there when the real mom came over? That was a big part, too. That's not what I was getting at, but yes, that is a big part. Ruth immediately goes to bat for Sam when Justine's mom finds her. Ruth immediately goes to bat for Sam. And Sam fights for Justine. Mm -hmm. Sam wants Justine. He wants her there. And this is incredible because just a few months earlier, he was wondering when the hell this kid was going to leave. And now look at him. Now he don't want her. The biggest show of respect is when Sam tells Ruth that she didn't get the part and he defends his daughter's choice. Yes. Yes. Yes, I agree. He doesn't make excuses for her he just says this is the business Ruth and I'm not going to I'm not going to try and control my daughter's project this is her thing this is hers and hers alone yeah and that made me love Sam Sam is incredible. He's one of my favorite characters on the show. And I think if anything, that should make Sam, or that should make, uh, what's her name? Uh, Brie. That should make Brie, I forgot her fucking character name real quick. Ruth. Ruth. That should make Ruth, uh, that should make Ruth very proud of him, honestly. Like, when she, once, she's over, thing, once she's she, over herself. <clears throat> when when she she's over, over herself. Well, like, when she comes back to, when she comes back to Vegas, you know, like, she can't. She can't really fault him. And then everybody wants to leave. Glow. And she, yeah. And I don't want that. I mean, I could understand Machu Picchu leaving. I could understand that. Mm-hmm. She wants to do something else with her brother. Yeah, she wants to wrestle. She wants to wrestle. For real, for, for real. For real, for real. She She's tired of the monotony and she does something about it. 
Ruth is tired of the monotony, and she thought she was going to do something about it, but she's just not, but she doesn't know when the next chance to be a star will come. Exactly. But what Ruth really needs is she needs to be a producer. Ruth is not an actor on her level that she wants. She's a producer she's and a, a director. She's a producer and a director. That's because she's, she's not a lead actress. No. She's Ruth, not a lead. She's not a lead. And I hate to say that for her. I hate to say that for, for the character that she's portraying in this show. She's not a lead actor. You can't, you can't build her off of a lead actor. Now, you may be infatuated <coughs> with that, but you would be better off in the producing and directing area up there where Sam is the, where Sam is the uh, videographer and the director. Yeah. And she would be the producer and like, get the ideas and tell everybody how this works, what the production is. Go over scripts with people. That's that's where that's where her and Sam would be at producer level. Her and Sam should both be producers. Sam should do the videography and she should do the producer. Like like do you get what I'm saying? Sam's yeah. still the videographer slash producer. Well, he's the and she director. does the choreography and the fucking <clears throat> she could be part of the choreograph choreography team with the the black girl, I forgot her name, Jump Chain, the original Jump Chain. Cherry. Cherry with Voodoo Queen. Oh my god. She her Voodoo Queen could do the choreography. No, Black Magic. Black Magic, that's it. I can't remember her fucking name. She has fucking three different names in the goddamn show. Um But uh she uh I can see her and and and, and Ruth doing the choreograph for yeah. the matches. And I could also see all the girls putting in their own own on own input, but I could also see you know those two making the final decisions for the matches and giving them clarification and finality on it. Yeah. Um, and then I could see again with Sam also giving his input to Ruth producing and him doing the videography with his daughter. Now, on glow. So now you got him. It's you and Ruth producing. Him and his daughter shooting the entirety of Glow. This is how I can see like season four or five coming to an end. Ruth and Sam sitting upstairs, or just Ruth upstairs in the production booth with, a, with Liberty yeah. Bell because she would want to be partners yeah. in this, but she'd also want to be the star. So she'd be up there in her fighting suit producing and telling everybody what would be going on, yeah. as well as Ruth. But she also wants to be the star. But she don't really want all the the the, the, the she don't want to do all the bullshit, sit in meetings with the, with the fucking. Yeah. Dick. She wants to be the star and produce. Where Ruth wants to do the same thing, but Ruth fits better off producing, and to choreographing. Yeah. Because that's where her strong parts are. Strong points are in this. She's an incredible producer and a great choreographer. That's again with with uh, with uh, Black Magic. Great choreographer. Mm -hmm. and that's where she should be at just choreographing and wrestling as well. <clears throat> and the whole Sam and his daughter thing is just a great concept. I know, but I mean, she can still act, though. But, like, yeah, I don't I'm think saying... she'll find true happiness until she, like, you know, realizes that yeah. I'm not a lead actress, and that's fine. And, I mean, eventually, hopefully they, they do that or they make them something better. But, like, for what I feel is, like, that's how... I would like to see a season three or, or four go into a five, like all of them in their respective areas, and you have everybody else that was doing other stuff, but like with some with some gusto, not a lot. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to overkill it because you know you can real easily in this shit. <laughs> yeah, you really can. But like, then again, wrestling is overkill, so there yeah. is no wrestling without spectacle. Oh my god, absolutely. There is no wrestling without spectacle. There should be, there should be, like, because I, mean, I remember in 3, there was, like, this whole thing with the, uh, with the sponsorship issue, 
and then somebody died. I forgot that that woman that was there. Um, and then she just like sponsored the casino her. Yeah. had died. Or somebody something. died, and then she loved the show so much yeah. that she sponsored it for another year. Yeah. Because she was like, "That's what he would have wanted." Yeah. And he did it, and I hope that people stay there. But see, again, now you have now you got what you wanted. Now nobody wants to stay. See, that's what fucks because me up. Because it's monotonous. They're doing the same show over and over again. Yeah, but you're getting paid good money, bro. Shut the fuck up and do it. But what's money if you're not satisfied in your work? Satisfaction outside of what you do your work. That's part of growing up. You gotta Even if you hate your job, you keep doing it because you need the fucking income. It, the arts don't work the, that way. Um, the no. arts don't work that way. That's a shame. You're, when you are an actor... You want to be an actor. You want to play different parts. Yeah, I could understand that. I could totally understand You want that. range. You don't want to just be the same person over and over again. That's why they did it. That's why they mixed everybody up. In that episode where they were all switched. And so oh, was, yeah. That was a great episode. That was in season three. That was where yeah. I, I think that was Ruth three. got to be Liberty Bell, and she was adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just wanted she just wanted to feel the star power, and I, I feel like she's good already. She felt that, and you got it, and you enjoyed yeah. it. But, like, I don't know. I like how Machu Picchu was welfare queen. That was awesome. Because Machu Picchu wanted to be champion. That was her whole thing. (laughs) That was her whole thing. She didn't care how it was. She just wanted to be champion. And And she she earned it. She deserved it. I give her that. I like that. I also like the the behind the scenes. Like, when they were out there wrestling and all the slide little remarks they would say at stage door, just sitting Mm -hmm. there watching them. And I just, 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 there's so much. There's so much that went into it. It was just, it was well thought out. It was well thought out. And yeah. I did see some of the little head pop-ups when they would talk shit in Glow as well. And then yeah. I remember their heads would pop up and they would talk shit uh-huh. real quick. It wasn't a lot, though. No, I think it, it wasn't was more a ton. towards season three. I think, well, remember that episode in season two where, like, we got to watch an actual episode of Glow as it would air? Yeah. As it would air in universe. Yeah. They had like the little pop-ups where they would give like little snippets of each other. Like they would like give little bios of themselves and then they'd like shit talk their opponent for the yeah. night. And then that like watching the um, pilot of the original glow last night, noticing that like I was like, hey, that we saw that in the show. Like that's good. That's a nice little tribute. Absolutely. And that's that's wonderful. Yeah. Like if you're gonna pay something tribute like that, you gotta have a lot of um, of the same stuff, but not exactly the same. Yeah. You want it to be a little different, but you want it to border around the originality. Of it. Exactly. You want your own original of the original. In yeah. Retrospect. But I, I like I said, man, this was, it was it's it's just it's just it's reminiscent of WCW and WWF era. Mm-hmm. It really is, and it just, just touches such a nostalgia bone. Like, it does. I know. It does. Because I see so much of it. I see so much, like... What's her name? Uh, the, 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 the... Melrose. Melrose, Melrose, now, I seen her in the fucking, in the original Glide. I was, clearly knew who Melrose was. Oh, immediately. yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, there's Melrose. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, she kind of reminds me of the male character, uh, Goldust. You know who Goldust is. I do not know who Goldust, Goldust is. is like a Hollywood, not the not the crazy deranged Goldust that everybody knows, the original one from the '90s when he was all like Hollywood and he was just like all gay with himself and I, he was just just very uh, all gay with himself. What do you mean? 
okay with himself, happy. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't know how to put that. He was very eclectic, I guess, would be a better way to... Yeah. Or like eccentric, rather, not eccentric. Eccentric? eccentric, Yeah. Okay. And, and... Like Liberace eccentric? Yeah, and you have to watch him... Was he gay? No, Dusty Rhodes isn't gay, but he was very good at what his acting Dusty Rhodes didn't... Rhodes. Original Dusty Rhodes. But that's who played Goldust. I believe that's who played Goldust. I'm not sure, but I, I, I... it just it's just the, the, the look he would wear a wig not that she would wear a wig but he had like the same hairstyle that Melrose had when he had his wig on and he would take it off and he'd be dressed kind of like it, he's like a mix between Melrose and Sheila Goldust okay but I, he's like Melrose fabulous do you understand what I'm saying and Sheila like would drag do you get what I'm saying? Okay. So Goldust is kind of like, I, I, just just in that aspect, but different. Like, I, this is this is my perspective. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. How I see some characters mixed in wrestlers. I see the Viking girl. I see a lot of, uh, what do you call that in there? There's a little bit of uh, Andre the Giant, maybe, with the with the aggressiveness. And the, just the simple, basic oh, moves the with the clothesline. Yeah, the yeah. original Liberty Bell. Her. And I see, like, basic moves with that. I see, like, just fighting styles. And then for her. And then you have Fortune Cookie. Fortune Cookie is just, like, uh, Ming and the Barbarian type uh, fighters. They're very basic and very, like, blunt and just nothing special about them. But they didn't really do give her any high-flying moves. They kind of gave that to the two stars, which was only in Liberty Bell. See, then when I see those two fighting like that, I think of, like, Rey Mysterio think of like Juventud and Guerrero I'll think of Psychosis because of the moves and such like I like how they adapted all of this this is all or what I see in it anyway. yeah from from that's why it touches me so good like and it's just it's nostalgic it really is and it just touches there and it's just phenomenal it's just great to see it it's just refreshingly new and old at the same time you get what I'm saying it's familiar but yeah. like yeah it's in that aspect. And it's nice. There's plenty of shit that goes on there. The entrances, the talking, the prequels, the little shit-talking screen pop-ups. <laughs> Love that. It's just it's just awesome. It was just so blended perfectly with this. Like, that's one of my favorite things about season three is the way that the production was put together of it. It was just so good. And then when they were getting canceled at the end of the show, how it just went astray. And that's kind of what WWF did. They weren't getting canceled. They just kind of... Yeah. It just kind of went nuts. Yeah. It just went off on their own shit. And then nobody fucked with them from like 96 to 2002. (laughs) Everything was that. They just did their own stuff. That was it. Nobody, there was no, and that just kind of, the feel of it. Yeah. The feel of what you'll get when you watch Glow on Netflix is you'll feel wrestling from the 80s to the early 90s, hands down. Absolutely. Hands down. And it's good. If you like that, I'm telling you as as me being one-on-one, you will love that. Oh. Yeah, you'll absolutely love the show. Um, one more thing I want to touch on before we end this. Yeah. Uh, that cliffhanger when Debbie asks Ruth to be the director of the show when Debbie and Bash plan to start their own cable company. Yeah. I, it makes me really excited to see what's going to happen in season four. Yeah, I want to see that because you said I want to see company. how they come back from that. 
Because does this mean that Ruth... Do you think Ruth is just done with Glow? Do you think she's going to, like, leave the show to do other things? Yes and no. I feel like Ruth will leave, but I also feel like Ruth will come back. I feel like she'll come back to do production, but not until, like, the mid-season or the next season after that. Like, I feel like that's... That's going to be... That's probably what's going to happen because they probably want to open up the storyline for other people because Ruth's storyline was so big and so opened already. And the same thing with Miss Liberty Bell. Like her, she wants to go be home with her kid. So now the story is going to open more so for the secondary characters. Like I feel like that's what should happen in retrospect to that because we already had the main story pushed in our throats already with the, with the welfare queen, Liberty Bell, and... Um, Soya the Destroyer. Now, they want to leave. So this is now time for, like, Jump Chain, the Toxic Twins, or the Bettys, or, and, and, and uh, Voodoo, Black Voodoo, or whatever her name, Welf- I can't, not Welfare Queen. She's Black got, like, Magic. Black Magic. The Voodoo Queen. You are so bad with names. I know. This is time for these characters to develop. Yeah. If they leave. This would be perfect development time for, like, even Melrose. Yeah. To even bring her character into... Into, into this. Because like, we, like, we got a little backstory from her. We know that she's from, like, um, Jewish family. refugees from World War II. She lost family in the Holocaust. That was a great episode when she they opened all up about them. her past. And, um, and then, fortunately. <clears throat> and then uh, Jenny opened up about, like, her escaping Cambodia. That was a good moment between the two. Yeah, and everybody had a good cry. And I was, everybody I was, had I a even good cry. cry. That's terrible. That's fucking just... Uh. She's a survivor. I cried too. She's a survivor. They're both survivors. Yeah, and that's why they're both good friends, even though one's older than the other. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think Melrose is in like her late thirties or something, late to mid thirties. Late thirties. Yeah. She's like 38, 37 years yeah, old. Yeah, around there. Thirty nine, maybe they're all fucking whatever because she's almost forty. And she, and everybody's she dresses like, in their like mid-20s. a fucking valley girl. Right, and everybody's in like their mid twenties, <laughs> pushing their thirties. And Sam A's like forty two, but. And she looks amazing. She's she yeah. She looked amazing for a 42-year-old. That body on that girl, boy. In real life, how old is she? She's got to be. Tammy, she's absolutely in her 40s. She's a middle-aged she woman. She looks amazing. Black don't crack, for dude. For a fucking black woman at her age, boy. Wow. Black don't crack. I would lick her all up, boy. Well, I mean, you see my mom. My mom is, like, almost 50, and, and she doesn't look it. No. Your mom looks good for her age. But, anyway, the, the whole thing with with what you were saying with Zoya I really think that she's gonna leave but she'll be back she'll leave I feel like the show she's gotta do her soul searching she's gotta do her soul searching but she will come back to glow eventually oh yeah absolutely I I can totally see that and I really feel like like I said earlier like I said a couple minutes ago like I really feel this is good 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 time for Liberty Bell and, and and Ruth to both be away but not fully away from the show like yeah. be in there like for periodically like just you'll see what they're doing outside of glow you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like what their other like what debbie would be doing in her time well she'd be with the baby that's that's what she wants to do she makes enough money where she could just be at home yeah you could see ruth going out and do that and you could see debbie having time with her son and all that and in the meantime majority of the show will be melrose fortune cookie 
uh, Sheila if she's still there. And then you're going to lose Sheila, too. Yeah, because Sheila wants to... She wants to be a serious actress. Sure, she don't want to do she, this. She absolutely... She the burnt the wig. She, yeah, she burnt, burnt the wig. wig so she, she burnt the be. corset. She she's not a, a wolf anymore. Unless she becomes a serious actress as a wrestler. <laughs> she burnt the fucking wig and her corset right in front of Ruth. And that was the end of her career right there. As a wrestler, anyway, I feel. I don't think that was the end of her career as a wrestler. That was definitely the end of Sheila the She-Wolf. Now we get Sheila the person. Oh, yeah? yeah and, I, and I like that she... She's changed. She's changed, and it was very natural, natural. progressive. Yes. And it wasn't forced. It wasn't forced. She was just... She just. She was ready to take that next chapter. I like that. And I could feel that. I could I, feel yeah, that from I the way it, it came on. And it was nice. It was a good change. That was a very good turn of events in the show, I will say. There's a lot of good, good fucking uh, time frames in, in, in these episodes. Like, there's a lot of positive positive shit going on behind the scenes in a lot of the Globe movies. And there's a lot of fucked up shit, too. Don't get me wrong. But for what it's worth, the end outcome of almost everything so far was really good. This is like one of those series where it really doesn't have too bad of an ending. It's good, it hurts you, but it's just powerful overall. It's like the entirety of this series. And it's very empowering. It really is. Oh, it's so empowering. It makes me feel good about being a girl. It does. And for, for me, like, looking on the outside, I find this, like, to be very... This is good. This is what we need. This is the diversity that I feel like the world should have. Yeah. Like, it, 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 it's, it's good. It is good. Uh, me being a male, be, being, me being a straight male, I, like, I would not have a problem watching women wrestling in leotards. Or even whatever they would be and wearing today. And not just sexually. And huh? not just sexually, right? I mean, that would be most of it, but no, I would watch it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I'm not going to be, I'm a fucking male. What do you want Yeah, but me? you want to take it seriously so as, too, like, as, as well, yeah. As like, I want to follow the storyline, yeah. But They're athletes. I'm still going to be staring at their ass and tits. Like, I mean, it, why not? They're there. Uh, this, that's gross. That's not, okay. Maybe from, maybe from a woman's perspective. And I can respect that. That's fine. But again, I am a straight male. I do would watch it for that but I would also watch it for its storyline like I do with Chloe but I would like to see a wrestling of that nowadays with all types of body oh yeah not just skinny like I know the WWF does that and they have some bigger wrestlers but they're not as glorified as their petite well like look at their yeah like their their biggest selling women's wrestler like they're they have huge tits and really thick biggest name yeah their biggest name women wrestlers are the Bellas, the Bella Twins, who are, like, both Great Value Kardashians. Great Value Kardashians! Oh, no! That was good! <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure they wouldn't like that. And then you have the girl with, like, the really awkward smile and the red hair. Shit, what's her face? But she's, like, yeah, she's, like, 95 pounds and, like, has gigantic porn star tits. tits. And I'm, like... How do you move around like that? Very now, granted, she's she's jacked. Like she has a lot of muscle. All oh, women Beth wrestlers Phoenix. have a ton of muscle. Whatever her name is, Phoenix. I guess. Yeah, the big one. She's got huge tits, but she's jacked. They're all ja- they're all pretty jacked. They're all pretty jacked. No, who no who like. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I'm I'm there to watch the match and the athleticism. It's part of it. But like I, on on me being a male, that's just, just, I want to see all that. I'm looking at their entire physique from head to toe. 
and and I don't want to be rude or anything like that, but that's just what I like. I'm just it's, admiring like the whole athleticism of it all. That's part of it. Like some of the, like some of these girls are gymnasts. Like, like they're some doing backflips and yeah, they're. Some wrestling of the men look is really like, good. like wrestling is an gay. acrobatic sport. Like there's gymnastics in it, there's dance in it, there's choreography, there's drama. Yes. And I just, I just like, I think it's great. I just think it's great overall. Like, for what it's worth, I think it could be a little bit better on both sides, the men and women, nowadays. Not back then, but like, I just, I don't know. I feel like they need to pull something out of the, out of the out of the eighties and, and the nineties, and they need to bring it back into fruition today. But it needs to be safe and you know friendly for the public, for nowadays time. Do you yeah. get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's still a lot we could work with with that. Like I feel like in Glow, that for what it was at its time frame, the mid eighties going into the nineties with them, I feel like that was perfect for what they did. It was perfect. It was. Headbands and big hair, fucking leotards, mm-hmm. and, 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 and all so glorifying, much. and the lighting, and, and, and the costume design, and the over-the-topness, and the crowd participation, and just the whole rawness of it. That's just, that's what makes it, that's yeah. what makes it it. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I don't really have much more to say on Glow. Like, I think, like, for this, like, I think my last words mm-hmm. will be, watch Glow. Glow is very, very good. You make your own opinion on it. You'll feel your own way about it. I mean, it was nominated for two, two Golden Globes, Globes, and I think they won. I don't know if at they won. least one of them. Yeah. I don't know, but I mean, guys, if you are fans of Community and you want to see what Allison Brie's been up to, watch Glow because she's amazing in it. She's incredible. We all we all know that Allison Brie is awesome. The whole cast is great. Mark Marin as Sam is just perfect. He is perfect, and he's funny. Yeah, it says, I'm looking right now, I believe that they were two two nominees, I believe they had. Two nominations. One for Alison Brie, two of them for Alison Brie. Actress in a musical or comedy, 2019, Alison Brie. A musical or comedy, yeah. Did she win, though? That's the question, most of it. You can always just look on, on her IMDb. Oh, which we're doing right now. Does that mean she won it? Uh... The Lego movie. <laughs> she won it for the Lego movie. Oh yeah, she was Unikitty in the in the Lego movie. See, I'm looking at all these people. Uh, Deborah Messing, Rachel Brosnahan. Of course, she's gonna win from Will and Grace. I love Will and Grace. But yeah, Alison Brie did win a Golden Globe, but it wasn't for Glow. She was nominated for Glow. They she were won her Golden Globe for Community. Yes. That's what it was, yeah. And she she uh, she was a nominee for the Best Actress actress in a Musical or Comedy. 2018 and 2019, 2019 and for, for Glow. For Glow. And that's what it was. And, and Glow itself was up for a Golden Globe Award yeah, as well. Yeah, and it very much earned its nomination. Nation, yes. And that's why I say, like, it's... It's worth it for yeah. anybody who likes wrestling, who likes the wrestling from the years that I've been saying for the last hour. Go watch it. It's definitely worth a good. It's definitely worth a good watching too. Get your feels. 
Seriously, because you're going to get oh, a fill Oh, you're going to get in your feelings, guys. You're going to get so in your feelings. Um, all right, I'd say that's that, that about does it. Yep. Well, I'm Matt. I'm Mariah. And this is Couch Buds. Thanks for listening. listening. Oh, yeah!